Okay, so... I woke up today feeling like... Again, what's the point of waking up? But... I noticed something that I've been noticing every day that I wake up. Is that as soon as I open my eyes, it feels like somebody is waiting for me to open my eyes. And also... It feels like, you know, somebody is super upset that I opened my eyes. And I just feel like a feeling of like, you know, I'm fighting to even want to be here, to even want to wake up. And I feel a feeling of like, you know... Like, there's power in waking up every day. And I don't know what it is, you know, that happens the second I open my eyes or the second I actually wake up. But I noticed, like, you know, recently that there's, like, this feeling of, like, like, there's this, like, whoever it is, whatever it is. They're trying to get to me even before I open my eyes now at this point. Because when I open my eyes, usually I open my eyes right before, like right when I wake up. That's how I wake up. But now it's like I'm waking up seconds before I open my eyes and they're trying to get to me then. Because they are upset at me realizing that the second I open my eyes, you know, that's when I realize like all this stuff is going on. But at the same time, you know, I just hate, you know, I can't say I hate it, but it's like, it's, it's like, it's annoying. I don't even say it's annoying, but it's like, it's sad. It's kind of sad how, you know, they do things instead of, you know, making something for real. They matter. They rather find every other way around it like do anything to make it look like it's something or do anything to make it feel like it's something when it's not really that so instead of actually changing the fact that when I open my eyes is different like instead of actually being able to change what happens when I open my eyes they'd rather just change everything around it like okay instead of opening her eyes then right before she opened her eyes and it's like it's really fraudulent and it's it's just weak But it reminds me of how Satan works. You know, he's never going to be able to change the truth. He's never going to be able to change the truth of God. He's never going to be able to change the fact that God is the almighty power. He's never going to be able to change the fact that people love God just because he's God. He's never going to be able to change the fact that nobody loves him and worships him and is devoted to him like they are devoted to God just because he's God. Like they they will never be that devoted to him just because he's who he is. He's never going to be able to change that. So he'll change everything around it. He'll find every other way around it. Like he'll find lies. He'll find, you know, tricks. And he just find crafty ways to make it look like it's something like that. Or just to just deal with every other detail around it. Like he's always trying to mix He's always trying to make the lies feel more comforting or just 
make it so that you want to choose the lie. But when it comes to the truth, he can never change it. He can never make the truth what he, you know, he can never change the truth around to what he wants it to be. Unless, of course, he lies and gets you to believe it. So that's just kind of what it feels like it's reminding me of. You know, I realize that everybody has their own different battles in their journey as a Christian, their journey with God. Everybody has their own unique battles. And I was just contemplating this. Like maybe some people's battles are, you know, general or, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say random, but more you know, seen before, common. And then that's what most people expect your battles to look like. They feel like they can sum up your battles to a group of things, a group of reasons, a group, uh, just a set of, you know, a list of things that your battles could probably consist of. And then there's people who have very unique battles that no, no option, no name no you know nothing on that list is going to sum up what I'm going through it's very unique it's very different and unfortunately you know I'm dealing with this and it feels like I have to hit my head a bunch of times or I have to fall a bunch of different times and it's so unique that you are very proud that you're going through this because moving forward if anybody ever has to go through this after you Maybe it's so unique that only you ever have deal with it ever. But maybe somebody else will go through this later and you will have learned something for them. You will have paved the way for them to make it through this battle a little bit more easier. Even just a little bit more easier is worth it. Because I'm going through a lot. You're going through a lot. We go through a lot. But that being said, you know, it makes me question, you know, my approach of course, I've been questioning that the entire time only because I feel like God is telling me that there it doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have you don't have to stress this much. Yes, it is hard. Yes, it's a challenge. Yes, it's the trial. Yes, it's tribulation. Yes, you have to go through it, but you don't have to go through it in a way that you're going through it. There's there's a way that you can get through this better and if you're saying that any little bit helps, then there's a way that you don't have to go through as much as you're going through. You don't have to stress as much. You don't have to have as much anxiety. You don't have to worry as much. And you don't have to feel so defeated or I don't feel necessarily defeated, but just you don't have to suffer as much. And I'm trying to figure that way out. And God is saying it's right there. It's always been inside of me. It's in me like it's it's who I am and somehow I still find myself you know taking the hard way and I understand you know that would be my fault that's not God's fault that's my fault but a lot of times you know we are stubborn and we have to bump our head a million times until we figure out how to not bump our head and the issue with that though you know is sometimes we bump our head a million times and we still don't figure out how not to bump our head and that's what I don't want I don't want to never have figured out the way that God wants me I don't want to have never learned from it 
Like, and that's what God is trying to show me and tell me and remind me, like, learn from it. Like, don't ever forget to learn from it. Don't become so numb to what you're dealing with and what you're seeing daily just because it's so repetitive and you feel like you're never getting out of this, like you're stuck, that you don't ever get out of it. Don't allow yourself to stay stuck. Keep your eyes open. No matter how long you're dealing with this, no matter how hard it is, be receptive and open to one day learning from this and coming out of it. So that means keep faith and stay remain like trust him don't lose faith and don't stop trusting him that would be the only way you would never come out of this is if you give up on god so of course satan's main objective is to get me to give up on god so he complicates things he you know Excuse me. He makes it hard for you to reach different heights. He makes it hard for you to move forward. That being said, you know, last night I woke up, you know, and when I woke up, I just started praying and reading the Bible. But I noticed that my prayer and my listening to the Bible, it was not doing anything anymore. It wasn't, you know, doing anything or at least that's what Satan wants me to think it just was doing it wasn't doing what it could be doing what I know it's usually doing so it's still doing something Satan wants me to believe that it's not worth it anymore you know just stop praying just stop reading the bible no keep praying and reading the bible but understand that God is requiring more but I heard you know people you know like laughing and joking but it wasn't in a like malicious type way like it usually is. It was more of a supportive kind of way. Like you can't get anywhere doing what you're doing. You have to move forward. You have to do what God is calling you to do. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. And like it's kind of funny to them because they've been saying it's over and over and over and over and over again. But I just keep doing the same thing. And it's been a while now. And I absolutely understand their frustration. Like, imagine what it is to be on their side seeing, you know, they're on board. They're supporting, you know, what God has shown them that he sent me here to do. They're supporting that. But what it takes to move forward, I'm not doing. And I'm just continuously, you know, falling short of the glory of God. But, you know... At the same time, considering what it's like to be in my shoes, you know, and I know that they have been doing that and they've been patient. So I don't want to make it, you know, about me. But at the same time, understanding what it's like to be in my shoes is very frustrating to have to, you know, first of all, the responsibility and then the stress and then, you know, feeling like. I get back up there and I am trying my best to do everything God tells me to do. And I'm doing my best to give it my all. And I feel like, you know, though it's moving forward, it's I'm giving so much and receiving so little. And I can keep doing this for the rest of my life. And, I, you know, I just wonder if I'll ever get there. But it's the confidence that you will. You will get there. 
But it's like, can I really last for the rest of my life? Working this hard and receiving so little. Imagine giving, you know, 100% of yourself and feeling like you're giving, you're getting like 10% progress back. You can't keep giving 100% of yourself every single time, every fight. You cannot keep doing that. Like, you become exhausted. You get, you know, burnt. You become burnt out. You can't even get up and do these things. And I understand if I was speaking from a perspective of someone who didn't even try. Like, if you didn't even try, I understand it. But it's like, I I was trying so hard. And I'm frustrated. I'm very frustrated with it. And I can't get up. I can't get up. And I try my best to put myself back in that mindset of when I was fighting so hard for it and believing in it that much where it didn't matter all the different excuses that I had not to do it none of those mattered I got up and I did it I was trying my best to put myself back in that mindset and I realized it's slipping away from me and that's dangerous because that's what they want they wanted to slip away from me and they want to you know they want to somehow feel like they made me quit but in reality that would never be so that would never be so because you can't say that you made someone quit when you never wanted them to start for one and you're doing everything in your power not to see them at the power or at the place that they were in in order to finish that fight like they like they started or like you know that they can because you're afraid of the outcome if you are not going to fight them on terms of it don't even have to be you know fair because it never was fair but if you're not going to even fight them on the terms of where they were where they were like they it wasn't fair for you for you you already were cheating you already were lying you already were doing a lot of stuff that wasn't even you know like how could you ever call that fair those terms weren't fair but then when they came how they came, they still were prevailing. And you don't even want to see them doing that at the level that they were at, even past all your cheating and lying. You cannot say you made them quit at that point. You did not make them quit. You cheated and you lied. And even in cheating and lying, all the cheating and lying still couldn't get you ahead. So now it's like, you know, I see that when I, whenever I want to, Take it, start taking it serious and really get back up there. I even noticed it a few days ago. I was like, maybe I should start taking it serious. Maybe I should get back up there. Maybe I should, you know, just ignore every other reason not to. And then I start noticing that they were starting to bargain. They started to, you know, okay, we'll give you this. Or, okay, we'll stop doing that. Or, okay, you know, you can get what you want because they're afraid of that outcome. But they only show it when you are very serious. Any other time where they feel like, okay, is she serious? Is she really about to get up there? Is she really doing this? Is she really doing that? When they don't feel like, when they feel like they have any leeway where they can place a seed of doubt or lie to you, they're acting like, oh, we got you, we got you scared. Oh, you quitting. And actually, I'm not even, I shouldn't even be the person to ever talk or brag about this. I'm not bragging. I'm just making it clear this is where I stand this is where I'm at you know 
I want to be up there. I want to get this finished. This is, I want this more than anything, really. I genuinely do, even though I'm saying it right now with an exhausted heart. I want this more than anything. I truly do. But, like, I feel like I'm fighting so many different things. Like, I have the fight, of course, which is between me and whoever who does not mind cheating, lying, all that other stuff. Everything in their power they they do to, you know, distract me and pull me away from the fight. That's how they fight. So I can't, you know, I can't determine how they fight. They fight dirty. That's them. You know, but I have to fight fair because it's who I am. It's who God made me to be. So even when I see that they're down and I could take the opportunity, look, they're down. Finish it off now and don't care. I can't do it. Or even when I see that they are, when I see that they're very upset at the circumstances, I feel pity for them. When anybody else, especially them, would be like, take this opportunity to to drain them of whatever else, you know, motivation or anything that they have. Do not feel pity for them. Do not love. Do not show compassion. Do not care. I can't do it like that. I don't do it like that. They do it like that. So when I'm fighting fair and they're not, and I'm not expecting them to. That's how they fight, like I said. But it's just already these are the terms. They cheat, they lie. And then they'll use my love and my compassion and my kindness against me. They take advantage of it. For example, when I'm fighting and they know that I care so much for my family, I care so much for people, they'll make me feel like I'm hurting somebody. And though I should be you know, mentally strong enough to understand that with God, you're never hurting people. And if you are hurting them, it's for the best. Choose him regardless. And I do choose him, but that doesn't mean that it does not hurt my heart to really feel like somebody else is being harmed in the process of this. And I'm not trying to make excuses because I have done this despite all that they've done. So once you've been able to accomplish this and do this despite all that they've done, it really doesn't matter what they're doing. And that's something that needs to be considered always. So it does feel like you're making excuses once you know that you can do it anyways, no matter what they do. And when God is showing you the power that he's giving you, no matter what they do, you still prevail. You don't make excuses for why you're not doing it then. But at the same time, it's frustrating because it's like nobody understands what it's like to be in my position. Nobody understands what this is like. Nobody understands what it's like to be extremely exhausted and feel like you're responsible and then like you're being watched and everybody always like want to crack jokes and think it's funny even if you're taking it serious it's like I don't need that I don't need that I don't I really I really wish I didn't even have an audience right now because I really feel like that also affects my you know progress being made like I have such an audience and I'm you know concerned I shouldn't be but I'm concerned with you know, the way that I'm impacting them. Like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. And God chose me despite all of the mistakes that he knew that he would see me making. The thing is, yes, things could have gone perfectly. And yes, God probably hoped that they did or would have. And we would be done by now. But he still knows the future. And, he, and since it's happened all the way up until this point, that means he knew that this was going to happen. Because you can't take back the past. He chose me regardless. Not trying to make that as an excuse either. Because that's not an excuse not to show up. It's just, you know, it's frustrating. 
and it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. But, you know, I'm reminded, I'm always reminding myself, even in the midst of a battle, because a lot of this motivation don't even work in the midst of the battle. But even in the midst of the battle, this motivation does work. There are people who are going to be in the bleachers who are rooting you on, who are either rooting you on or booing you. No matter what, they don't know what it's like to actually be in the game. It's you that's in the game. They could, they probably could be experts, could tell you a million different ways how you could have done something, how you should have done something, and how it should have been done. But the thing is, they are not there. They are not the one making split-second decisions. They are not the one who has to fight and give their everything in order to see it happen and pull through. It's you. So you cannot be affected by other people's opinions. Or what they feel like you should be doing, though, you want to, you you fighting for them, too. You want to get this win for them. And you love, you know, or you appreciate the support that you're getting from them. Like, a lot of times when I feel like I want to talk about this stuff, I feel guilty. Because I'm like, don't, you know, don't take it out on them. That, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not showing up how you're supposed to show up. They just want to see you show up. They're supporting you. That's all you could ask for from them at all anyways, is that they support you. And that's what they're doing, whether it be in the way that they're doing it or not. And so you that's another thing that you have to realize when you're the one who's actually in the game. You cannot get upset at the crowd. You cannot be upset at their opinions. You can't let that affect you and how you how you play. But you, it goes both ways. You can't let that affect you negatively, and you cannot let that affect you positively. Because you have to remain humble, focused, realize that with or without that crowd, with or without the support, that you still have to show up. You still got to be who you are, whether they there in the bleachers rooting for you or not. I remember when they weren't. Now that they are, you know, I'm not going to sit up here and say, you know, I'm not going to hold it against them that they weren't there at one point. They are now. And once you've really experienced what it's like to not have anybody there, then you're not about to be upset that they are now. You're not about to be upset that they're supporting you now. They are now. And that's really all you can ask for from them once you know what it's like to not have anybody. You can't ask them to fight the battle for you. You can't ask them to be more than what they are. You can't ask them to, you know... Anything but just support, and you're not even asking. You're just appreciating it. So I realize that, but that still is no excuse for me not showing up like I should, and especially when you have people who are supporting you, who are rooting for you, and you're letting them down. You can't let that affect you as far as, you know, putting more stress on you than you already have. But at the same time, consider that you are letting them down. How is how does it feel for them that's rooting for you and being let down? You know? Even if it's not just let down, it's just we want you to do this and you're just not. You know? But you know, God chose the right person because some people for some people this type of stuff destroys them. Other people's opinions you know, even making it to a level where it's like, you know, you get to the point where you're like, I don't even care about people's opinions because all of them 
don't have nothing good to say or all that none of their opinions matter then you actually get a group of people whose opinions do matter and they do have good things to say and that's way harder that's way harder to have real support as opposed to a bunch of you know naysayers because it matters now you you know you it's not that you're even doing it to you know impress them but it's the fact that they there on your side regardless so I want to say regardless, though, you know, I can't speak for them, but I just want to say that, you know, it, it's harder. It's harder to have people actually supporting you, knowing, knowing you, knowing, you know, seeing all of the the whole entire process when you're down, when you're up, when you are in the middle, when you are doubting yourself, when you are 100 percent confident, seeing all of that and still supporting. So. You know that they're supporting for the same reasons that you are fighting. It's like we believe in this. And, you know, even when you don't believe in it, they still believe in it because they saw it all. They see it. You know, and that's not because of me. That's because of God, you know. So I understand that. And that's what really frustrating because it's a reminder. Letting them down is letting. I'm letting God down. When I'm letting them down, it's a reminder how much I'm letting God down. So it's frustrating, but as I said, you know, a lot of times I'm being evaluated. I'm being evaluated at all times. And so I'm even being evaluated on how I let them affect my work ethic. If I can let them come through and affect my work ethic as far as getting up and, and fighting just for them and it's not for the right reasons, then Satan is going to come and snatch all that away. And he's going to realize how dependent I was on that. And he's going to allow, you know, me to have, you know, to that. Then you know what happens. You break down, you lose. And because you play so much into something, he's able to take it. You cannot allow anything to be. You can't place too much dependency on anything outside of God. And God knows that, which is why he'll allow that to happen. You know, and I love him so much. It reminds me, and I was triggered when I was reading my Bible plan a couple of days ago when they said, it said that Satan will come and sift sift you like wheat. That's what Jesus said to his 12 disciples that had walked with him, seen him turn five loaves of bread and two fish into, into enough to feast 5,000 people, 5,000 men, not including women and children. And he saw, they saw him walk on water. They saw him heal blind. They saw him heal, you know, paralyzed. They saw him heal leprosy. They saw Jesus do all of these different things. And yet still, he said to them right before his crucifixion, Satan has come and he has, you know, got approval from my father, trying to get approval from my father to sift you all like wheat. And pretty much what that means is all of y'all are going to be running in opposite directions once this happens. Y'all all are going to scatter. You're going to be scattered. And for Jesus to know how far they've come with him, how everything that they've seen of him, knowing that he's the son of God and, you know, not doubting that or denying that for a second in their heart, but knowing that Satan is still going to be able to scatter them all. You know, they're not going to stand solid and stay right there and not move and be willing to die with him. 
you know, that's what I'm reminded of, you know. I'm reminded, like, when it comes down to it, God's doing this for a reason. He wants me to depend on him and only him. He's giving me different things that I didn't have before and I thought I may not ever have. And that doesn't take away from me having them now and how important or how valuable they are to me now or can be or just are, period. You know, but still, I have to be very careful. I have to understand, like, God wants me to depend on him and him only when it comes down to this battle. Because if it were ever a we thing, then that's what it would be. Maybe one day it will be. It's not that right now. I can't, I know it. So maybe it is a we thing. It's always a we thing. But, you know, this is a battle for God through me. And he's shown me that he wants me to depend on him only. He's done that in multiple different ways. He's done that by exhausting all my resources, all my friends, and and I lost everything, everybody around me. Nobody was for me. I still had to depend on him and trust him regardless. He's shown me different times that at first I thought it was cruel and I thought it was punishment, but it's really just a, you know, necessary for me to know who he is, depend on him only. So when you know how dirty they fight, you don't want to even, it's not even just for you that you don't want to get everybody else involved. When Jesus said pray, you know, because pray for strength because the devil is, you know, praying upon you in the garden of Gethsemane. I always mess that up. But all I know is, you know, when Jesus said to pray for strength, he was saying that for them. He's always going to be Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said that because he knew that Satan was after them. Satan wants you to, he wants to kill you, really, for even being a part of me. But in reality, you know, that's not going to happen. I've already prayed for your lives. And the Father has granted me your lives. But he's going to get you to deny me. He's going to get you to fold on me. That's why you need to be praying for strength. And so I see that, you know, regardless of anything, like I said, they see everything. They see what's going on and they still decide to support. And so I feel protective, but I can't be too protective because I know Satan will try and use that to deplete me of more energy that I need for this battle. So that being said, you know, I have to do things like I would do them anyways. And still, you know, be competent enough to appreciate them for what they are and what they're doing and the support that they have given me. But um maybe it's not seen as that serious on their on their side. Maybe they're not that serious maybe they don't feel like it's that serious for them. But I see it, you know, and for a while like I said, that's what is the difference between being in a battle and being on the bleachers because you know, not that they're not fighting with me, but like being in the battle and being on the, you know, outside in the battle, just supporting. That's the difference because a lot of times they're not going to see what you see. They're not going to see what it takes to get to that, you know, that to get that goal, to win, to get that, get to that point. And you can't explain it to them no matter how much they support you. You do your best to try and explain it to them, try to get them to understand. Look, you know, I kind of, you know, it's. God has chosen me 
And the the same exact thing that's gotten me here is what I'm trying to tell you. But that doesn't always mean that you're wrong. You might be absolutely right, which I could probably listen to you and actually get a little bit further. You might actually be helpful. So I'm not going to rule out everything that you're saying. I'm just saying that I still have to do things the way that I would otherwise do them. This is my destiny. This is my purpose. Our destiny, our purpose, of course, you're here, you're part of it. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I know that I'm coming out of the season of depending on the things that I've depended on to get this far. I know I'm coming into a season where it's going to look different. I'm going to have to do things differently. God has shown me that. I can't even trust my own heart. It's deceitful. But at the same time, you know, realizing that, you know, God knows how things are going to have to be done. God knows what's going to happen. And I just have to, I have to keep going. Because the worst thing that can happen is I do so much for everybody else or I do this for somebody else. And then I'm just done and I just can't do it anymore. And then I don't care what anybody anybody else thinks and I quit. You know, Pastor, Pastor General Jennings said something that also saw my heart. He said, I'd rather be the weakest person in the entire kingdom than to ever be on that side. And I realized, like, when I'm getting so depleted, I'm getting so discouraged. Like, I don't ever want to be on that side. But I contemplate, like, you know, will that happen to me if I continue on on this path being so depleted? I don't believe it will. Like, I was challenged and I was tested in such a way that I don't think I'll ever be on that side. But that's a, you know, for me, I got what I got from that is that it's better to you know, to let them down. Not that I want to do that at all. I don't want to let them down at all. I don't want to even, I don't even want that to be my vocabulary, really. I don't even want to say it, but that's what it is. It's better to look weak and look like I'm not getting back up and just be doing little by little by little and crawling. It's better to crawl than to like not be moving forward or to just give up. You know, maybe I'm not even moving forward, but at least I'm still in a fight. You know, it's better to be doing that than to just give up. So I got to pace myself. No, not pace myself. I got to do what I can. I got to do what I can. Because if I give up and I walk away, where, where, where is that support? Where are you? You know, once I give up, once it's all said and done, once everything is over with, everybody's gone. Nobody cares. Nobody's right there like, hey, you know, I know you failed that, but, you know, let me support you at this or whatever. I don't know what they'll do. I don't want to even call it. But all I'm saying is that I remember a point when they weren't even here for this. I remember a point where nobody was here. Nobody believed in me. I had to make it to this point. And I noticed that a lot of times when I'm not maintaining a certain level to encourage them and make them believe in this, they're not even here. I got to do what I can. And it's I'm not holding it against them because that's just human. That's just people. You know, I do the same thing with God and I'm checking that, you know. I'm doing my best to grow from that. A lot of times when God is doing for me and he is showing me blessings, I'm like, I'm all for God. And other times I'm like, God, you know, are you even real? As if he didn't show me everything he's already shown me. So I'm learning that now. So I understand. It's just a human way. I'm not holding it against them. But I have to understand that and I have to stay sober-minded and realize that's what's going on. And 
be humble. And also not place too much dependency on anybody outside of God. 